a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys would put mega, the mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Hey, hey, this is Table Talk Radio. Happy New Year. Pastor Wolfman, how wow. you doing? Hey, good. Good, good. You- sitting here singing, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let... Nothing you dismay. Dun, do, do, do. Oh, we're going to be relevant. Uh, that is very relevant uh, for this new year. Uh, any new year's resolutions for you this year? Uh, I, you know, I'm still working on them. So I haven't gotten there yet. Well, I know, time, time is of the essence. But I have not yet finished. Resolving. I know. I know. I know. I, I, there's a couple of things I want to accomplish this year. So, so we'll see how that goes. All right. All right. What about you? Uh, no, no, I'm not doing New Year's resolutions this year because I didn't do last year's. So I thought, you know, why set myself up for disappointment? Give them another shot. <laughs> well, no, my my uh, resolution last year was to get ready to do a resolution this year, and since I didn't do that one, why would I do this one? I mean, I just, you know, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate the disappointment, you know. Uh, you you want to know my big idea for this next year? I think you you, you got to tell me what you think. I've been cooking on this uh, idea of the visual footnote for a couple of years. Have I ever told you about that? Like writing a big note on your foot? <laughs> no. The idea is to embed in a text a QR code that links to a video explaining the text. And so, so here's what, here's what I'd like to do. I want to try to do two things this year to see how it goes. It Would, might be a huge flop. So it might be crazy. Do you Should need, I copyright this idea? Well, I don't think it's a good one, so I don't think you have to worry about it. Go ahead. So you remember those grappling with the text videos I used to make, yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah. where you're looking at a page and I'm kind of explaining it. So I want to I want to publish Luther's explanation of the Lord's Prayer. And on the bottom of every page is a nicely designed little QR code. That links to a video of me grappling with that page. So you're reading the book, and you're like, huh, and I wonder what Pastor Wolfmiller thinks about it. So you'd scan that video, and there's a video of your page with me talking about it and explaining it. So you could just read the book, which is good, certainly, without me. If you get stuck on something, you're like, well, maybe this could be helpful. Or if you just want to have a sort of a guided Bible study on the whole thing, there it is for you. One one video at a time. Yeah, I actually so think that is a good I'm, idea. I'm working on that idea. That, that That's a good idea. I want to do the same thing with some art. like So to take some of the old Lutheran arts, like these law gospel paintings, and put a QR code of an explanation of the painting on the back of the card so that you could send the card to someone or hand it to someone, but it has a link to a video that sort of unfolds the mystery of what you're looking at there. So 
I want to try those. So those are sort of my creative resolutions to to try to look at some of that stuff this year. Very nice. Well, that is a good idea. I'll, I'll take that back. Maybe you should have copyrighted it. It's too late now. Now, it's, now, now the world has, has it. Too late now. Yeah. Uh, that does sound like a lot of work, uh, though. So um, it's good good to have a whole year to whole try year to tackle to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, another nice and thing. I, I just, that, it's good to have something to ne- so I can a reason to neglect Table Talk Radio. So this will be awesome. Anything helps. A key thing for my... Another great thing that happens at the start of a new year is usually a new list of top praise songs, which is what I'm most excited about. I mean, this is when I'm counting down, watching the ball drop, I said, I usually say, you know, happy new year, time for new praise songs. And so we're going to be looking at a couple of the <laughs> new praise songs for 2022 uh, that's uh, the hitting the top of the charts or at least... Um, the the ones they think will be at the top of the charts for 2022. So we'll be doing the praise song cruncher today. In case that wasn't enough of a of a segue, but first I forgot about doing buzzwords. So do you have a buzzword? I got a buzzword generator, and uh, that's called the Outlines of Doctrinal Theology. Two fifty. A. L. Grabner. Two fifty. It does it. Oh yeah, it does have two fifty. Uh, let's see. Assistant functionaries in the church. Hmm. Oh, here's a here's a line. Though the ministerial office in the church is but one, uh, by the will of congregations and with the consent of the incumbents of the whole ministerial office, certain functions of this office may be delegated to assistant functionaries in the service of the congregations. Talks about oh, that's interesting. So let's do uh, uh, let's do the word ministerial office or the office of the pastor. How could I make that a buzzword? Let's call it office. Office is your buzzword. Okay. Now we use the word office uh, oftentimes to refer to the office of the pastor, but it can refer to any office. So fatherhood is an office, motherhood is an office, uh, childhood is an office, got being a citizen is an office, and so forth. So uh, office can go with all of our different callings and vocations, and we can th- rejoice in that. And I think, oh, here's one of the interesting things that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and it is the fact that the Holy Spirit comes to us according to our offices, especially to give us the gifts that we need to live and serve God and our neighbor in those offices. So we see that when a guy's ordained, you have the laying on of hands, and you pray for the Holy Spirit, and everyone there says, I think we should have called a guy who had the Holy Spirit already. Remember that joke? Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Let me just pause and wait for wait, wait, the Hold on, track. I don't have the laugh track ready. We'll have to insert that in later. I can't believe that. So, uh, no, he has the Holy Spirit. Surely he confesses Christ, but now the Holy Spirit comes upon him for the office. We do this when kids are confirmed, put into the office of public confessor of the faith, and welcome to the Lord's Supper. We do this also when husband and wife are married. We lay our hands on them and say, may God give you the blessing he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden. Remember that? That's the best part of the wedding. Well, maybe not the best part, but that's my favorite part. And we should probably do that. I was thinking about how when when parents have kids, we should lay our hands on them and pray for the Holy Spirit so that they would, for their new office of being father and mother. I don't know why we don't do that. We should. And I was also thinking, what do you think about this idea? That when the kids become teenagers, we should lay our hands on the parents again and pray for the Holy Spirit for the office of being parents of teenagers. Hmm. What do you think about that idea? Um, I don't know. I'll have to I'm let little, you know only when a little bit joking when Lily 
when Lily gets older. <laughs> like, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a buzzword for you that comes from the buzzword generator of the glossary of the hymnal. And the oh. theological buzzword for you is not Sabbath, but it is Sabaoth. You know how we always think it's Sabbath when we sing? Yeah. Uh, holy, holy. This is the Sanctus. Sanctus means holy. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath, I suppose. But what the actual hymn says is Lord, um, Lord God of Sabaoth. And Sabaoth um, is a, uh, a word that means the, the heavenly host, like the angels, the archangels, the all company of heaven, we usually say. So he is the he is the God of all the heavenly beings, and that's what we're specifically singing about in the Sanctus. So you have the picture from um, Isaiah chapter six, where um, Isaiah says, "I am a man of unclean lips," and uh, the angel takes the tongs. You know how the angel doesn't want to get burned, so he takes tongs. <laughs> and takes the coal from the altar. And that is kind of strange. Touches it, it like, to the lips <laughs> of Isaiah. It's like, okay, you, dear angel, can't touch it, but you can touch it to my lips. But uh, this is what uh, purifies Isaiah. And uh, and then so the, we're, we're confessing then as the angels sing, holy, holy, holy to the Lord, we're singing that he is the God of all the angels in the heavenly host. Sabaoth. Okay, so Great. new year, new Sabio. listeners, what is the point and the objective of the praise song cruncher with about a minute and a half? You know, I don't remember. I think we were just <laughs> out to make everybody mad. You were grumpy one day, and... <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be fun? is to ruin everybody's fun. Just it's kind of a grinchy thing to do, you know? <laughs> oh, you like these, uh, you like getting together with Christians and praising God? Well, now you don't. <laughs> That's about right. Although I, th- I, uh, I think there's something I... to be said about when we are praising God, whether we're doing it uh, with words that actually convey scriptural truths versus trying to invoke a certain feeling. You know, I was um, uh, listening to a praise song the other day. Did I tell you this story at chapel when I was at chapel? No. At the local Lutheran high school? Tell me. Oh, did I? I that's what I want to know if I told you already. No. I didn't. This is a new story. You just don't remember anything I said. You're down to 20 seconds. Okay, so I was at the chapel <laughs> at the Lutheran. I'm sure I can get it in. At the lo- local Lutheran high school, and they have a little praise band, and I was teaching chapel, and they were singing a song, a praise song. And it was said, and one of the lines was, Jesus, you are wonderful. I don't, I don't even know what the song was, but Jesus, you are wonderful. And I said, you know what? That's true. Jesus is wonderful. And we should probably say it more. And it gave me an epiphany into the into the allure of the praise song. Ooh. Which I will try to elucidate after the break. Ooh, fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to hear Pastor Wolfner's epiphany uh, here as we record the day before epiphany. And do the praise song cruncher. So you are listening to Table Talk Radio, a great show in store for you, setting your hopes high. (laughs) Busting the myth that practice makes perfect. 
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. Okay, so I have the visual in my mind's eye of Pastor Wolfmuller in a, a praise, uh, praise worship service. And the the line is sung, Jesus is is wonderful, and a a beam of light comes down from the heavens and shines upon Pastor Wolfmuller, which may just be the fog machine and this and the lighting effects in the auditorium there. I'm not sure. But what was this epiphany that came to you? Well, it, it was the epiphany that Jesus is wonderful. Okay, that's that. I mean, that's good. Uh, that's true. That came from words that you understood. and also that we should probably say stuff like that. And I was just, this is what I was thinking, is that the praise song comes in and says, and and it brings that sort of simple adoration of an affection for Jesus out, and it kind of brings it out above everything else. So we have it in our hymns. I mean, for example, Lord, Thee I love with all my heart, mm-hmm. or... Uh, even in the in the liturgy, we praise thee, we adore thee, we mag- we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. Oh Lord God, Lamb of God, it takes away the sin of the world. We just kind of sometimes miss it. Do we still and have the, the praise and adoration that... section in the hymnal? Oh yeah, there it is. Praise and adoration. Well, I think so. Yeah. So we we for whatever reason the um oh yeah Markwort said that the. The heresies are the unpaid debts of the church. And I, I think that, for example, we might have just not been preaching about how Jesus is wonderful and Jesus is lovely. And just saying simply, we love Jesus. This is the Christian says, I, I worship Jesus. I trust Jesus. I hope in Jesus. I love Jesus. And so, that that simple thing, which is probably what the praise song wants to try to say, we should just say it so then that we don't need the praise song so now i'm i'm wondering about the the chicken and egg problem because i i I can definitely see resonate with what you're saying but i i would almost say that that is a capitulation to the the over emotion going on so that that sometimes um we want to uh not be completely driven by emotion and so sometimes we become stoic which isn't right either but we become completely stoic and almost be anti-emotion um but 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 the Marquardt co- quote would assert that that we were doing that before the advent of the praise song. Yeah, that's the Marquardt idea, it, and it's the um, it, it's the it, it's when something is neglected in the preaching of the Orthodox Church that that the the people on the fringe will grab a hold of that neglected thing and make it the center of everything, and. So like then pietism, you, you think? Like they're they're that maybe yeah, we were pietism. acting against pietism, and then or yeah. Um, that, so that was that's the idea. So so that the church, the true Orthodox Church is not talking enough about, um, say, uh, good works, the role of good works in the church, and then the result is pietism, or the, the so the, and now it doesn't have to always be the case, but. Uh, 
you could even I mean go back to the old heresies or or any the, I mean the charismatics was probably a, a similar sort of thing, which is not the true church is not talking enough about um, the Holy Spirit which I think could be true and what we were talking about earlier how the Holy Spirit comes to us according to office so then the Holy Spirit gets taken away from the gift of office and kind of comes to us as this crazy Pentecostal nonsense but it grows out of a neglect of the of the Orthodox Church. So so Marquardt's idea was we can see all these different heresies, evangelicalism and Catholicism and Orthodoxy, Eastern Orthodoxy, and, uh, and Pietism and, and Charismatic Churches and Oneness Pentecostalism and all of it, and we could see there what we have neglected to teach and preach rightly. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well... Um... So the praise song... I do that for us too we can say well what have we not been saying that the praise song wants to say too much of and that's probably just this that hey we love jesus we and that our emotions are brought into the worship of god and that that's it i mean that's that's what's going on there so right okay well let's let's uh refresh ourselves with the praise song cruncher i'm going to go off of memory so you can kind of okay along. Uh, so the first question is, is Jesus mentioned? So if a song's going to be giving us the comfort of the gospel, it has to be in some way about Jesus, because uh, Jesus is our comfort and the forgiveness of sins um, and his death and resurrection. So uh, does the song mention Jesus? Uh, the next one is, uh, mists, uh, is it mystical in content? Form, I form think first, first is okay. form and then content. So. So we're Mystical asking form would yeah. have to do with uh, is it is it use sentences or not? Does it um, very is it very repetitive? Does it repeat itself? Does it say the same thing over and over? Does it come back to the same words one time and then another? Is it very repetitive? Does it keep is it like a loop that keeps repeating itself? Does it just keep going on saying the same thing? Okay, that's enough. So the question, <laughs> the second one, is it is it repetitive? Over and over. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know that in of itself isn't um, uh, a litmus test for a praise song, but it does give rise to the uh, the the feeling of a song. So that it's not really about what the song is about, but getting you kind of into the mode or the mood of the song. That's just kind of repeating over and over, kind of putting you into this trance. Uh, the next question is uh, mystical content. So this has been our actual... Did we mention the repetitive question? Uh, yeah. So we're asking, we want to know if it's repetitive. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay. What about mystical okay. content? That means does it repeat itself? <laughs> so, a lot of times it uses the same words over and over. <laughs> okay, got it. Content, go. <laughs> uh, are, are, are we a spark thrown from the flame? Are we a drop falling into the ocean? Are we being absorbed into the wholeness of God. Are we Now what is wrong with mystical that? Mystical content is the idea that we have some sort of spark of divinity in us and that is to be reunited. That's the picture of mysticism. And so it uses often emotive language, no language for my connection to God. And the big problem with it, well, we can say this at the least is it does not capture the fullness of what the Lord has accomplished in redemption. I mean, in, in our redemption, we are sinners whose, whose punishment for sin is suffered by God himself so that we might be called his friends. So he's our savior. And the big picture of mysticism is that we're far from God and we're reunited. Now, there's more danger in mysticism 
But at least for like a first swipe at what's really wrong here, I think that's a helpful way to, to see it, is it does not capture the fullness of what Jesus has done by his blood. The mystic doesn't need the cross to be saved, but uh, Jesus does need the cross to save us. So his death on the cross means that mysticism is at least insufficient. So this is anything that talks about like connecting with God or particularly the the emotion of it that I feel close to God. Um, uh, but, you know, a- asking the question, what does God think of me based upon my feelings? This is all within the realm of mysticism. Yep. It's very subjective. Yeah. So it's all about our feelings. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, th- so those aren't the only questions you have on the Praise on Crunch. You also asked the question, um, law and gospel. Why is this important? That's helpful to discern if the pro- what's the problem that's being presented to us and what's God's solution. So this helps helps us get into the to the theological meat of the song. If there is theological meat to be gotten into, that helps us to do it and see if it's right or wrong. And then the last question is the catch-all, is there any other false doctrine not noticed by the other things? But a lot of times, one of the dangers of the praise song is there's no doctrine at all. So there's no false doctrine because there's no doctrine. It's like you can't paint a wall that it doesn't exist. Mm. That's the wrong color paint. Well, there's no wall anyways. So Right, yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, uh, the top of the charts for 2022 of Praise, Praise and Worship songs is What He's Done by Passion. See on the hill of Calvary My Savior bled for me My Jesus said that give me life grace flowing from your side no greater sacrifice what he's done what he's done all the glory and the honor to the sun my sins are forgiven my future is What do you think about that? Wowzers. Sing, I'll sing some more lyrics here. Sing for the freedom he has won. Even death is dead and done, which I like that line. His life has overcome. That's kind of nice, too. Speak, say the name above all names. Over every broken place, he is risen from the grave. Well, that's an interesting thing. Say say the name above all names over every broken place. That might be a little bit of this... Um, uh, what is that new apostolic reformation kind of reclaiming stuff mm. but hmm. what he's done what he's done all glory to the honor and the son my sins are forgiven that's right now on a throne of majesty the father's will complete he reigns in victory that's nice sing hallelujah to the king he's worthy to receive all the worship we can bring true yeah this is a gloria this is this is an interesting song how can you go to the end and see how it's how it's going at the end i imagine it's a little more excited than it was at the beginning yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> you got all the drums going on that part. <laughs> yep, yep. It ramps up, so you can kind of see it. It's a, it's um, the the trouble that we might have with this one is, it might be a style thing, not a lyric thing. But we'll dig into it, see what we find. <laughs> 
Uh, no, don't worry about that. We will dig into it. You're listening to Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher. We'll, we're listening or to the looking at the song "What He's Done" by Passion, and then we'll look at "Beautiful Jesus." Also coming up on Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio listeners, does it take to change a light bulb? You'll probably have to settle for one. Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're looking at the song called What He's Done by Passion. Uh, some of it sounds pretty good, Pastor Wolfman there. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. So let's see. How, how'd the words go here? See on the hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me. My Jesus set me free. That So what's our first question? Is that talk, Does the song talk about Jesus? Answer, blam. Yes. Yes. Jesus by name, and also referring to him as Savior. So that gives us a little bit more of an indication. So it's not, you know, and all, you know, Jesus, Jesus the his, encourager, or Jesus the lover. It's Jesus the Savior. And it's about what he's done. In fact, what it says here: what he's done, what he's done, all the glory and honor to the Son. Now that's a bit of a sentence fragment, but you can piece together what it's talking about. It's not an abstraction. Grace flowing from his side. That's a nice way to speak of the water and the and the uh, blood hmm. that comes from the side of Jesus after he's stabbed by the soldier. No greater sacrifice. That's true. That's also a sentence fragment. So there's some sentence fragment problems that would be nice to clean up in this, but they are not in such a way that they are mm, make the song unclear or abstract. Again, it's just probably an artistic choice. Mm-hmm. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. Praise I praise God for what he's done. That's pretty good. So this is going to get into your question a bit later in the cruncher about long gospel, because one of the questions we're always looking for is, if this song is presenting a solution to a problem, what is that problem? And here, mm-hmm. it, the solution is forgiveness. Forgiveness for what? But sins. So that's good. We want to hear that. Yeah, that's right. It says it. Now, um, uh, my sins forgive my future, death... Now is no longer my future, but rather life and heaven. So that's here too. And it talks about that. Um, he's now on the throne of majesty. The Father's will complete. That's nice too. Hebrews 10, amongst other passages. He reigns in victory. That's also true. And neglected, I think. Sing, Alleluia, the King. He's worthy to receive all the worship we can bring. That's also true. Here's the one sentence that I have question about, and I am trying to sort out what's the theological background and it's this, speak, say the name above all names over every broken place. Mm. He is risen from the grave. Yeah. Now, the name above all names, that comes from Philippians chapter 2. And uh, we should speak the name of Jesus. In fact, that's Paul's commission. Remember how the Lord says to Paul, um, I've appointed you to bear my name among the Gentiles. And this is the Christian is a name bearer of Jesus. We carry the name of Jesus into into the darkness of this world. And so there's a way that this is right, but there's also a way that some people have made this wrong, and that is the the like New Apostolic Reformation, which wants to go out and claim things in the name of Jesus. So you get a lot of the 
prayer, walking, and and something of a magical mindset where I can go and speak the name of Jesus over all these places and claim these places for him. Uh, and it, I, I don't know if that's what's going on here, but it seems like there's something like that happening in the background of this particular line. I can't find anything on the website about the about the passion thing or Louis Giglio, who seems to be the founder of it, to connect them to the Word of Faith movement. So I just don't know. So to, so to, to, to elaborate on that uh, that problem that you brought up, um, so that what that does is actually make the name of, of Jesus a, a tool for our own use rather than the name that is the objective name above all names. So, in, so instead of instead of you know Jesus just you know being God over all creation, it's being used as if I can almost almost I mean hate to to put it this way, but it's being treated as if it's almost like this magical spell that I can and things that I want to happen will happen. Is that is that overstating it? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. That's the idea. Okay, so we can't really that's pin exactly down whether that's idea. what's meant by that, but we want to at least have some our radars up for something like that when we when we hear that. Okay. Um, what else with this song? Um, I mean, I I have a thought when we get to the theological question, but but are you still are you still kind of working through this from a mysticism perspective? Yeah. No. I mean, I think that's. In a lot of ways, this is not mystic. It is, it's repetitive and uses sentence fragments. So in that way, it has the form of a mystical song, and yet it does speak very clearly of the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus, which is kind of nice. This means this form, especially as it shows up in the music, is it's sort of crafted in a way to get you worked up. And that's something that I'd love for other people who are much more better at looking at the connection between music and emotion to look at this and to think about it um because you and i have sort of from the beginning say we especially just want to focus on the words that are being sung and let the musical questions be for other people but you can tell that something is something unhealthy is happening in the music also oh yeah oh yeah like when a song starts like this and ends like this. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, there's that. Exactly. <laughs> well, so I I have this thought too about the uh, the words. Um, and uh, again, goes beyond the praise song cruncher. But but you know, we're a couple of Lutheran pastors looking at something theological, and uh, just to point out the fact that. Within within our theological understanding, within the, what the scriptures deliver to us, is understanding the way that God delivers His gifts to us. Is that you know you know that hymn? I think it's even in our hymnal that says, uh, "Were you there when they crucified my Lord?" Mm-hmm. Answer: No, <laughs> I was no. not there, and that's the problem. I mean, uh, when when we're asking the question, you know. Uh, what what does God think of me? And we want to go to that event that happened, and rightly we should, to the crucifixion of Jesus. But what what how do, how does that affect me or benefit me? 
um, because we're not universalists. The fact that Jesus died on the cross around 33 AD, give or take, does not mean that everyone's going to heaven. And so, so what? What? How does that event impact me here? And and the the theological or the the promise that Jesus has given us is that He's delivered this thing that He has accomplished for us to us in the Word, uh, in the gift of baptism, and in the Lord's Supper. That He's bestowing these things that He's won for us to us here and now. So I can know that what mm-hmm. Christ accomplished for me is mine because he baptized me in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because he says, mm-hmm. take, eat, take, drink. And so, so what he did for me is for my sins. And um, mm-hmm. when 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 someone lacks that theological understanding, that, that understanding of what the scriptures deliver to us, um, they have almost a theological gap that they will link uh, they'll fill that gap with emotion or whatever. And I was just bringing this out because you have this line uh, in verse 1, right before the course, it says, And look at the wounds that gave me life, grace flowing from his side, no greater sacrifice. Now, I'm not, I'm not throwing the red flag on that as far as anything problematic, but I am pointing out that we can't actually look at his side. <laughs> You know, I mean, his mm-hmm. his side is unattainable at this moment. So in order to receive right. his grace, it's received not flowing from his side, but in the body and blood of communion. I think that's a very—I think that's well said, and I think it's um, important, too, because— We'll remember this distinction that Luther taught in Against the Heavenly Prophets. Man, oh man, we got to figure out a way to publish that little book um, about how uh, the, the, there's a distinction between the way the forgiveness of sins is won for us and the way the forgiveness of sins is delivered. And it's won for us on the cross, but it's delivered in the Word and Sacraments. And and evangelicalism and Catholicism both miss that truth in opposite directions. So Catholicism has forgiveness of sins won by the sacri- by the sacrament. The, the the you know the Lord's Supper is an atoning sacrifice. Evangelicalism has the forgiveness of sins delivered at the cross. So we have to go back by experience or feeling or memory to the cross to get the forgiveness of sins. But Jesus has appointed the forgiveness to be distributed in the word and in the sacraments and that's wonderful really wonderful for the for the church to rejoice in and to to delight in and um and we've just missed it so yeah i remember when i was oh, I, i'm sure i've said this on the air before but uh when i was learning these things in college I remember my pastor uh, taught me when you don't have the sacraments you replace them with something so the sacraments deliver to us that certainty and comfort, knowing that what Christ did, he did for me. And if you don't have that, you replace it with maybe emotion, so I feel close to him, or replace it with good works, mm-hmm. see, I'm doing good things, so I, I know it's fine, or or maybe, it's, this is the three ladders, right? I mean, maybe it's rationalism, that I have intellectualized my way to know that this is for me. Um, but mm-hmm. all of those things... Uh, are attempts because a person can't have confidence in the promises that Jesus gave us like he did in baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, 30 seconds, we've got to go to a break. Right. 
No, that's that's exactly right. So we, it's a bit of a subtle point, but I think it's a very important point when it says, look to the cross, and we say, well, how can I do that? And the answer is only in the Word. That's where the cross is brought to us and all the benefits. Yep, yep. I mean, I've said that too. I'm sure you have too. Look to the cross. There's nothing wrong with that, but we just want to understand, hey, look, there's actually a place that God delivers these things to us, and it's in the sacraments. All right, break. We'll be right back. Don't ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The Sunday Drive Home, grappling with the text on the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit YouTube slash Wolfmuller1. Check it out there. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, where we're doing some crunching. Pastor, what are your final thoughts on that on that song we just listened to? Uh, you know, this might be um, this might be a place where it's like a for this for the car driving to school song. Mm. I think that's probably where this fits. I mean, I yeah, you know, we, with that particular caution that hey, we're getting the, the thing is trying to work you up into a frenzy, and just to be aware of that. The words are nice. So if you got some like side residential roads to drive on till you get to the interstate, you know, you could probably be driving nice and slow through the neighborhoods and by the time you get to the interstate and it's... you're ready to go start start <laughs> blaring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's listen to another song. This is also by Passion. It's called Beautiful Jesus. Feet. think of that one here's some more lyrics take me back to all things new holy passionate pursuit once again i'm making room anything to get to you oh could you please sing in the octave that she was singing (laughs) how lovely (laughs) is the name wonderful merciful miracle jesus how worthy, how precious, how awesome. Oh, there's just something, something about the name. It's like nothing, nothing I can't explain. <laughs> there's just something, something about the name. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And then repeat, 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 repeat. I think it repeats all the way to the end. This okay. is more like it. Uh, <laughs> this is back, back where the cruncher belongs, right? <laughs> All right, so is Jesus mentioned? I think, you know, beautiful Jesus, yeah. I would imagine it's sung about the name Jesus. In fact, it's not how beautiful Jesus is. It's how beautiful the name of Jesus is. So so, uh, based on, this is maybe a sidebar, but I'd be interested to hear you talk about this. 
Um, based upon what you said earlier at the at the top of the show about um, you know the the Epiphany Hour that you had over at the the praise song about Jesus is wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, we we use words to describe Jesus that I don't think that we would use to describe other men. <laughs> so we'll talk about Jesus being beautiful, or this line says that he's lovely and sweet. Um, none of words that I would use to describe you. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, you know what I'm saying? Though? I mean, um, yep, we, we, so maybe, maybe this is a question of, you know, culture or language, how we, how we think of things. Um, or is it something else that we, we have words that would normally be, I don't know, feminine, that that are appropriately described of our Savior. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. There's an old song. Do you know this? How sweet the name of Jesus yeah. sounds. Mm-hmm. Do we have that? I don't think yeah, we, we have do. that. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It soothes his sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives away his fears. It makes the wounded spirit whole and calms the troubled breast. To tis manna to the hungry soul and to the weary rest. Dear name, the rock on which I build, my shield, my hiding place, the never failing treasury filled with boundless stores of grace there is a a lot of discussion of the name of jesus in the bible itself and so and and i think you're right that the sort of language that's used is pretty expansive and it goes beyond what we would normally use to describe a friend or companion or something like this it's it's um it's words of adoration it's words of um and there's some intimacy to it, I suppose, as well. So, um, so that's that's also there to think about. I mean, like yeah, so it, you know, the, I, I we, just could say, obviously, we have Jesus than to anybody else. Yes, I mean, so we have like beautiful Savior is very close in title to this one. Oh Jesus, so sweet. Oh Jesus, so mild. I mean, uh, there, there's a there's a history in the church of doing this so I, I don't I don't mean it as a as a criticism um, just just uh, an interesting matter of fact but we should probably get on with the mm-hmm. crunch so uh, Jesus okay. is so mentioned. Jesus is mentioned it's very very mystical in form there's probably not a whole s- sentence in here anywhere beautiful 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 Jesus that's for example not a sentence how lovely how sweet is the name that's a sentence wonderful merciful miracle Jesus not a sentence how worthy, how precious, how awesome the name. That's almost a sentence. Uh, to, take me back to all things new, sentence. Holy, passionate pursuit, not a sentence. Once again, I'm making room, sentence. Anything to get to you, not a sentence. Um, in other words, this is just, there's so many fragments. And then by the end, it's just, it's a million times repeating. There's there's nothing coming in new in the last anything here. Nope. So it goes like this. Verse 1, chorus. Verse 2, chorus. Bridge, bridge, chorus, chorus, bridge. Uh, uh, yeah. So very mystical in form. And I, can you do the same beginning of the song to end of the song comparison to see how ramped up it gets? You got it. So here is, again, the beginning, which we already heard. I like the lady's voice. But... 
I mean, when the when the when the bass is shaking the windows when I do that last one, I think that's a, a little bit of a progression. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so it's working you up to this ecstatic frenzy, which is the goal here. This is the the words are just there to con. I mean. They're there. The words are there, but it's the purpose is this is the frenzy that you're getting worked up to. So we see mystical form oh, on display here. Yes. Okay. What about um, the content of it, though? It's very. You know, you have this holy, passionate pursuit. Again, it's you know this passion is there. It's very emotive. How worthy, how precious, how awesome the name. That's not necessarily wrong, but the language here is all. Beautiful, beautiful Jesus. It's um, it's about the um, the experience of the uh, the aesthetic experience, which again we we want to not neglect, but we also don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let our not neglect of the beauty of the name of Jesus change into this, <laughs> because this is kind of takes it over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, so, I mean, is there doctrine, law, gospel to to talk about here, or no, is it just kind of like, there, right? No, is it kind of like uh, swinging at the air? Yep, it's nothing. There's no doctrine. There's no law, no gospel, no problem, no solution. Unless the, I mean, you might say that well, the problem is the ugliness of my name, and the solution is the beauty of the name of Jesus. But that you would be bringing a lot to the, you bring bringing a lot to the words to be able to make that jump. Take me back to all things new. I don't know what that means. Do you? Well, again, I think you've got to bring a lot of freight with it. So this is like best construction at its finest. But <laughs> um, presumably, taking you back to all things new would be before the fall, before Garden of Eden. You know, but... Uh, I can't ever say that I was in the Garden of Eden. So as far as my existence is concerned, I've always been a sinner. There's ne- there has never been a time in my life that I have not been a sinner, <laughs> in the womb included. Because <laughs> the scriptures say, right. in, in sin, my mother conceived me. So uh, mm-hmm. so there's no going back. There's only a head uh, to the resurrection of which we would find newness. So, you know, that's that's kind of a problem yep, with that line. Yep. 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 That's right. All right. right. Well, so, you, go ahead. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty close to being wrong. As wrong as as close to something gets to being either right or wrong, that gets pretty close to wrong. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Well, you have 60 seconds to uh to tie a bow on this one. So uh, let's see in this in this song the danger of the praise song is that it wants to take you on this emotional journey. The problem is we know that our feelings and emotions are to be subject to the Lord's word, and the danger that is presented to the Christian here is that it takes you away from the word, not towards the word. So I know that Jesus is good and merciful because he says so in the scripture. This hymn is going to tempt me to think that because I've experienced it. And so we um, we want to be warned about this in, in the worship experience, and we want, to, we, we want to go back to the Lord's Word to know h- how He thinks and how He treats us. That's where we can stand really on solid ground and be, and be protected from the devil's spiritual attacks. 
So maybe if someone's still looking for a New Year's resolution, maybe singing good hymns in 2022 would be a worthy a worthy resolution to consider. Hey, not a bad idea. All right, not that's it. Idea. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I'm looking at the buzzwords and I got nothing. Sabayot and office. How do you put those in? Of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the office of the Holy Angels headache, heartburn, air loss, is hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic images, psychosis, coma, maybe, death, halitosis, lysis, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.